0: The efficiency with which we launched that was all because I actually started set up already in character as Duncan, military tactician, absolute ruthlessness, (laughs) so that I can get the fuck to sleep before I have to go to work in the morning. Uh, Because I have to be, like, cogent and useful and high-level improv skills. I can't tell you exactly what I'm doing in case I'm not allowed to say which test I'm working on. So, suffice to say... (laughs) Wait, what are I you talking about? I don't know exactly what my NDA covers, but NASA, I Tom, hope you're not listening. Do you have a new job? Uh, no, I have an old job, but it's very sporadic.
1: Yeah, they actually refer to it more as a mission rather than a job. So, <laughs> so what is it? What's the job?
0: Suffice <laughs> to say, okay, I won't mention what language I'm doing, thereby people can't like send hitmen to my house and be like, Dude, give me the answer. what answers. are you
2: talking about? Oh, English, I bet. <laughs>
0: um... Uh, I am a role player for a translator assessment centre.
3: Do you guys remember when I did medical student role playing and I had to? For oh, two okay, days? that's a
0: little
2: bit too sexy for our podcast. I think. <laughs> no,
3: I had to um, play a depressed teenager for like two days straight. Oh my it was god! The worst days of my life.
2: Yeah, wow. How did Jeez, you come out of sick. that one?
3: Oh, I'm thinking about. I don't think she myself. did. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: And there's your uh, cold open. Uh, yeah. Dune Carton's keeping it ruthless. <laughs> Let's get this show on the road.
3: <laughs> this is a tale of a strange and dangerous world. A world known as Carthus. This is an adventure full of magic, hardship, and friendship. This is a tale about a world at war, and the people who are forced to endure it. When ancient magic starts to stir, three unlikely heroes find themselves embroiled in a quest much larger than themselves. But, more than any of that, this is a story about how to win loot and influence dragons.
2: Hello and welcome to How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons. It's a Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition actual play podcast for the Curio Network of podcasts. I am, as always, your smooth daddy dungeon master, Ben McAllister. Oh, God.
1: Uh, um. And I'm your uh, rugged papa, Jackson Yusuf.
0: <laughs> and I'm your sandpaper baby, Thomas Owen. <laughs>
1: Whose side are you on, Grace? i uh,
3: Everything I'm thinking is so dirty. Do it. <laughs> no. Um, I wasn't really listening to what Ben said because I was doing Sharpay impersonations. So. I'm what does that diva mean?
1: <laughs> no, go on. Go on. It's a female version of a horse. I'm Come your on,
3: diva daughter, Sharpay Evans.
1: Huge. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alright, so Smooth Daddy and Diva Daughter First, Rugged Papa and (laughs) Sandpaper Baby Who will win?
3: (laughs) Oh gosh I need to pay more attention to those
2: (laughs) Alright With that out of the way How about we crack on into this episode of How to Win Loot and Influence Your Snoot Valeria, looking around the room she finds herself in after her flight through the web. She's half sitting, half lying on a sandstone floor next to what our heroes would now recognize as a Sine obelisk. She hasn't been in this room before, but she can't shake that feeling of familiarity. She stands, steadies herself against the obelisk, and exhales. She spies a door in the distance across the room and makes her way towards it, but her wounded thigh throbs sickeningly, her vision clouds, and her legs give out beneath her. She manages to bind her wound with a strip of linen torn from her cloak before slipping into the darkness, which rushes up to swallow her. She spends an interminable time in that room, coming in and out of consciousness, seeing scattered memories of her travels and haunted by the vision Of the man in black hunting her through the inky blackness. Eventually she recovers to a state of weary exhaustion, but at least now she's conscious. Her water skin lays empty beside her and it isn't long before her thirst overcomes her weariness. It's so hot in this place, so much hotter than the ashwood. She makes her way over to the door and finds it locked. Not quite sure of the reasoning herself, working mostly on instinct, she waves her necklace past the handle, the necklace she now knows contains one of the cine pieces. She hears an audible click as the locking mechanism disengages. Valeria steps out into a larger space. It's a ruin, dappled with light pouring in through tumbled down sandstone walls, and For the first time since that black-clad wagon began pursuing her and her new friends, she allows herself a grim smile. She knows where she is. She has been here before. It's the very ruin where she found the necklace that she now wears. The very crumbled temple in the northern deserts that she visited some time prior. The very place that she now knows must be the Cine's. Temple of Sand. But of course, that was a long time ago. She still has a long way to go before she finds herself standing before our heroes where she is right now. So, uh that's where we are you guys have just finished the first challenge of the temple of sky as valeria has now told you it is cold you've walked out of that room having flipped the switches and bested the automatons and you're now walking down another little corridor uh valeria is trudging on ahead of you she's still you know you know she seems a little bit wounded still and as you're doing so valeria says okay so Um, Before we get to the room that Elva and I got stuck in, there should be two more things. One of them is like another challengey type thing, and then one of them is just... uh, It's just kind of weird. We're going to have to... We'll we'll deal with that when we get there. Um, So, for the thing coming up, I mean, I don't know how... I don't know how Luthor's going to have rigged this thing up to reconfigure. I mean, that last challenge was different from when Elva and I came through it. There were more switches, and obviously the golems were hiding. The next room we go into, last time, it was Elva and I fighting this one automaton creature. And uh, anyway, I'll give you some more detail when we get closer. We're still um, a couple of minutes away. Suffice to say, if you guys do need to patch up, this is probably about the best time we're going to have for a while.
0: Short rest. Do you think it is short rest time? Uh I... I'm at under 50H. Under yeah, 50%. What's your
1: health Grace? That-
3: it's low. I was going to have a couple of healing potions, though. Should we They're just stop oh in the nice. Oh, no! better
0: in combat when you can't use your hit dice. I
3: suppose then. No? Strategy
0: advice. Yeah, strategy advice in song form from Duncan. It's his new thing. Right.
3: There's So there's no time pressure. We can just dilly dally.
1: I mean, I guess we've got... Gonna... Let's take my like How, like stopping for how fast you get
3: buried oh,
2: no. dead we
3: <laughs> <laughs> rush. Last episode, I feel like it's weird to stop for an hour.
2: Um, I think Valeria says to you, uh, if, if you're like discussing how much <clears throat> time you have, she says, we're, "We're kind of in a rush in like a broad sense because again, we're in a bit of a race here. There are people heading for the Crucible, but yes, as Duncan alluded to, doesn't really matter when you get there if you're dead. If you can drink potions, that's probably better. Well, Jody probably like
1: uh, reaches into his sack and is like." I thought we were about saying sack, actually. Uh, Jody, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, no, Jody, Jody reaches into his, his back um, and uh, I think slings a sanctuary cider at Grace. I've got one. I do? Yeah. Okay. Well, then. I've, Whoa. I've oh, got throw
2: it right back in his face.
0: Yeah, no, I've got two. You guys
2: have hung on to those for so fucking long. Well, that's that. this
1: is why I wasn't being like, take one of these. I was like, no one has mentioned Sanctuary Ciders. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I forgot so they long. existed.
0: Yeah.
3: I've still got... I've got two
0: t- on my sheet.
3: Three healing potions yeah, as you well should... from when uh, we last did shopping.
0: They just do very little, Is the only thing. They why don't, don't we make... use our Sanctuary Siders? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, let's do it. Sanctuary Siders. Okay, cool. So that's just a short rest, right? That's how it does. works. Okay,
2: I think as you, you pull out those, Valeria goes, oh, what are those? Are those some kind of healing potions or...
3: I toss out one of the cheap healing potions.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> do you have hit dice equal to your level? Yes. 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 Oh. Okay.
2: Well. So yeah, sanctuary ciders. For those of you who don't remember, they are essentially you do a small incantation and then it gives you the effects of a short rest. So Valeria sees you chortling down the potions instead of like stopping to pat yourselves up, and she breathes a short sigh of relief and she says, "Okay, good. Yeah, I mean, more time saved the better. So, um, oh
3: my god, as
2: soon as you're done with that, let's move on." So you guys take a short rest now, right? And I guess you regain, you use your hit die to regain health. How much health do you each regain? Um, I I used two hit die and
1: I went uh, from thirteen uh hit points back, so I'm up to hundred, and I'm happy to leave it there. Plus, I, I'm going to get some uh key points back as well, being uh it being a short rest. So
3: this is interesting. Fuck yes, um, in my life, gang. Love in my life. I rolled all of my hit die. And I bottomed out half of them, so I only gained Whoa. twenty-one hit points. <laughs> Whoa!
2: So Drizzilia is well, well, well. looking a little Look who's <laughs> who's <laughs> hit points. Um, Look
3: who's an actual
2: sorcerer now. Do I still have my hookshot? Uh, yeah, you should still have it, man. Are you just doing a little character sheet management there, T? <laughs> <laughs>
0: it was written there. I was like, "Is that still there?" Because I've got the I've got the cloche as well.
3: This is like. A- every three episodes we actually look at our character sheets
0: <laughs> no, not not, for me Grace I uh... <laughs> alright
3: we're flex but okay
0: uh, should we should we L and Z
2: L and Z L and Z so you guys have finished taking your short rest uh is still looking a little bit uh Peaky. probably weary I suppose yeah a little bit icky a little bit, little bit sick and then um Valeria looks at you
0: all and says oh how much health did you gain back to Nkarn um, I think I was on sixty, and I'm now on 115. So that's like fit five
3: <laughs> Big boy, <laughs> pretty
2: choice. Boop, boop. A couple um, of centurions over here. Boop, boop. So you guys start walking again, and Valeria says, "Okay, great. So in a little while, we're going to come to again. I'm speculating here uh, a little room that's similar to the room that we were just in." Uh, it's, it's probably going to be roughly the same size. Instead of a <coughs> central pillar, last time I was in there, there was a an empty room and a chute in the ceiling, and then off to one side, there was what I can only think to describe as an anvil, and this other, you know, big press plate atop it, and uh, this weird, like, metallic, humanoid creature fell down out of the chute, and, um, well, the... The spooky thing is that the last time it was in there, it was in the shape of Elva, and it had some of her powers. And yeah, uh, it was a little bit uh, sticky. Let's let's put it that way. So we just need to block the shoot immediately.
3: Is this a spooky Halloween <laughs>
2: episode? Um, oh shit! She says, "Well, we didn't." have any time to do that last time it kind of coincided with us entering the room but the thing we had to do last time was um who's got that uh gem from the last room the one that that was uh, created in the in the basin in the middle of the room me
0: (laughs) sorry i was reading an emotional instagram story Was that Duncan or Tom? That was that was that was definitely uh, Duncan. It's his second new quirk from this episode. The first one was tactical advice through. This one is he has Instagram. Everybody knows about the rule of threes. Let's find out what weird new quirk Duncan develops in the back. on the most of this episode. Garrix
1: on the sending zone. Just like on the move again. Feels like these days it's uh, (laughs) hard to find a place to settle down and. this worrying time's coming forward but you just gotta keep looking ahead you know once I heard a story about a, uh, a military figure uh, footsteps on the beach and then it trails off and then
0: <laughs> no. no oh, that was it. my keep going oh. I wanted to see like how long Oh, we could... I thought that was a wrap it up and no, no 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 like, yeah, that's why I was better. doing this oh. instead of like this
2: wow
3: hashtag struggle Tom yeah.
2: trying to end hashtag... an improv
0: strand I don't yes. see it happening <laughs> yeah no I was I was egging him on like as literally as I like yeah, yeah. About having eggs yeah
2: you should have just started cracking eggs. Okay, um, so so has the thing. She says, "Okay, um, last time we took that thing over to the anvil on the side of the room, and uh, Elva held off the, the the robotic version of her, and I smashed it with the with the large piece of metal that was hanging above it, and then that we were able to kind of use the fragments of it to to encircle the creature, and it just sort of deactivated. So hopefully, it'll be just like that, and we can get it done."
0: Should, so. Hang on, who was holding who? Sorry, sorry, Jody, you were doing.
1: Yeah, so, um, Old Mate, Valeria used the stone on the anvil as Elva held held off the robotic version of herself.
0: Who walked into the room with this stone? Because my damn asked me who's holding it, and so I think we can control what kind of metal contraption falls from the shoot. Interesting. Do you think Duncan asks that question? Like, realistically?
3: I think Jazilia says to the group, well, obviously it's going to be me because it takes the form of the most powerful sorcerer. (laughs) i
0: I was leaning towards it'd be like us but then i was like oh well valeria was there last time as well so it'd be both of them but it was only one of them so i was already like why her and then you were like which one of you has a stone so like i don't know whether or not it would have come to specifically Mm. that conclusion but i was already thinking to myself okay so like what made it be her that came down
2: um I think I think I think you can ask like uh, who was holding the thing. That seems reasonable. To which Valeria says, uh, "I was. I um I had picked it up in the in the walk over here because I wanted a closer look at it, and Elva said it was safe." So
0: how big was this metal thing?
2: Uh, it was, I guess, a little bit bigger than Elva herself.
0: How big's the door?
2: Into the room, you mean? Yeah. Big enough for me to get in and out of and all of you guys to get in and out of. Was it
0: a at, like, at source? At or, or is width? it like, yeah. like can a single person hold the doorway?
2: Oh, okay. No, I mean it's like wider than one human person or sorry, dwarf or elf person has That's compared to two. but um
0: yeah, surely, give, give, surely, give me a rough surely if Duncan turns
1: the and faces the, like, the doorway itself,
2: he's dumb, so I just kind to like fill
1: up the space.
2: Yeah, the extra thickness of yeah. Duncan is going to occupy the room. Um, She, she says, uh, What do you uh, maybe tell me what you're, you're thinking of here, and I'll let you know if I think it would be thick enough. I mean, it's like it's not like over 10 feet wide, are you but it's not over a choke point
0: thing. Yeah, yeah, is what yeah, joke point. Okay, because here's what I'm thinking there's four of us there's one crystal. Last time, it summoned a metal construct of the one person who entered the room who wasn't holding a crystal.
3: We don't know it was a crystal. It might have just been whoever entered the room. It might not have been.
0: Hey, Valeria, who worked in, walked into the room first?
2: Uh, probably Elva? Yeah, it definitely would have been Elva.
0: Okay, so it's either who walks into the room first or whoever's not holding the crystal. So what I suggest is...
1: Well, who do we most want to fight of us? Yeah. Who do we think is the easiest person to take down?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I would suggest that Druzzy's magic, if the metal construct has the magic, would be a real problem. If they're made (laughs) AC probably goes out the window as being relevant.
3: Yeah, it's probably not me, guys. I'm pretty tough, (laughs)
0: <laughs> I don't like the body language in this room.
3: <laughs> Judy, do you have anything to add?
0: <laughs> Let's say it copies the stat block. Uh, or rather, as I should say, using my uh, fighter... I can literally... I can, I have the skills. I never thought I would use this. Oh, my goodness. The skills to, like, okay. estimate other people's Starting at 7th stuff. level, if you spend at least one minute observing or interacting with another yeah, creature yeah. outside combat, you can learn certain information. So, basically... Uh, I, yeah, You, you understand I everyone's stats, I all think of the, I know your strength scores, your deck scores your con scores, your armor class, your current hit points, your total class levels and your fighter class levels So I couldn't tell you what class you are but I could right, tell you the yeah. number of levels you can. So basically what I'm saying, BMAC, is however Duncan processes processes that information outside of the meta of the game um, uh-huh. Can so- you tell Duncan? <laughs> Which of his companions is easiest to kill?
2: I think what Duncan would take away from looking at each of his companions is that they have their own strengths and weaknesses and they're no. powerful in different ways. No. I understand what you're doing here with the whole trying to um, determine which version is going to be fought thing, but I, um, I do want to say there is one other thing that you might not have considered. And Luthor is a crafty bastard? Luthor is a crafty bastard, but also more data for you to make your decision based upon... I took the gem off, uh, off Elva when we were walking through the corridor because I wanted a closer look at it, but she was the one who first retrieved it from the basin.
0: Right. So we're going to find me. That's my new hypothesis. Oh, we're that's, fucked.
1: Oh, that <laughs> really <easy>. oh that's that. <laughs> oh, it's a walk in the park.
0: <laughs> I mean, given that the report is it had some of Elva's powers, we literally know that I can tank this dude.
3: What's that, that <laughs>
0: uh, Perfectly
3: matched violence never solves anything. I think that's exactly.
0: <laughs> it. It's not perfectly she, she matched. Says, I'm stronger. We know this. Maybe she says it had
2: droid? some of Elva's powers, but also some other abilities that I mean, I don't pretend to know everything Elva can do, but that in my time traveling with her, I haven't seen her okay, do. Well, what were And.
0: They? Uh, what could it <laughs> that she couldn't do.
3: Oh, fucking it. Drazi walks into the room.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you want to resolve that?
3: Can she get in? Because <laughs> you not stopping for any more chit-chat. I
0: make a strength check to hold Julia <laughs> back from making a fatal mistake. Okay, I, I reach out and grab Drazi's shoulder to stop her. I roll a natural 20 on my athletics check. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jesus. <laughs> Look... Enough. Look, let me go in first. We've already figured I can tank this thing. Fine. You smash the crystal up. Or maybe you're fast. You smash the crystal up, Jody. Oh, I don't,
1: well, I mean, I don't know if I can do anything at this point. So when, <laughs>
0: if I'm the, 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 the
1: worst uh, companion here, maybe you guys smash the crystal just. But you're definitely the fastest. I just yeah. didn't know if metal well, would be perhaps I'll just run around the ring around the room.
0: <laughs> I'll go in first. Why don't you take this crystal? I don't really care who it is.
3: Fine, then I'll just stand to the side, <laughs> doing nothing, being useless.
0: Why don't we both take the crystal? <laughs> okay, both of you take the crystal. I'll oh. tank myself. <laughs> <laughs> Valeria says.
2: Valeria says, "What do you want me to do, Duncan?"
0: <laughs> Keep clear and hurt the metal, me, if you can.
2: Oh. I can hurt the metal thing, Duncan.
0: Uh, okay. This is a party I mean, of delicately
1: balanced <laughs> see <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> the a lot of, lot of fragility time going on. A time <laughs> how to comment, but anyway. uh, she
2: she didn't she didn't say that in like a upset way. She said that with like a sly smile, as like she was being like. Let's oh, do this. she's wearing weighted we clothes,
1: did. and she was using only ten percent of her power because she promised her master that she would only really, <laughs> she would never go all out. She would only we go out of a time of great we crisis. We should have known. <laughs> okay, great. So the okay. plan is Jodie and Druzzy are both holding the crystal together.
2: This is our plan. This Ooh, is our uh, right. plan. <laughs> you guys pull open the door and pour into the room. You all whip your heads over to the left to see if the anvil and crushing mechanism that Valeria described is present and ready for action. And in its place, you find a solid wall. You whip your heads. Back to the centre of the room and up to the ceiling, looking for a chute that you expect some kind of mechanical automaton to tumble down through. And in its place, find a solid stone ceiling. In the centre of the room, you see, similar to the one that you saw in the last room, a inverted crystal pyramid hanging from the ceiling and an upright crystal pyramid sitting on the floor. Either side of the crystal pyramid on the floor are four... Levers jutting out of the floor. On the far side of the crystal pyramids and the levers in the center of the room is a pile of scrap metallic parts that look like they may once have been in the configuration of a tall, metallic, elvish woman. Very quickly, those parts whip up off the ground and self assemble into a rough approximation of a short, squat extremely thick metallic dwarf <laughs> carrying a greatsword across his back. Everybody roll initiative. Malcolm, and I'm
3: surprised there's enough metal for you, Duncan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I had to leave my booty out of this one. I can't jump nearly as far as me.
2: Heyo, it's me, your friend, your cousin you only see at Christmas, and your dungeon master. Isn't it weird that our dads are brothers? Anyway, thanks so much for listening to Chapter 52. We're really getting down to the pointy end of things, hey? I'm not sure exactly how many episodes are going to be left, but I'm pretty sure we're going to be coming in under 60. Um, Some of you may be wondering where our customary Halloween Tales of Duncania special episode is this year. Um, Sorry about that if you were looking forward to it, we just felt that breaking up the flow of the show this close to the end of the sort of main narrative was probably going to be detrimental, so we opted to give it a miss. If you love the specials and want to see more of them, or if you've just got any other thoughts about the show in general, please let us know. Get in touch with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, at Curio Network or at HTW8. It really does mean a lot when we hear from you. The feedback is really really motivational. I mean we make the show for you guys, so do get in touch. Um, it similarly means a lot when you leave us ratings or reviews on iTunes or wherever you listen. Of course, if that's not your bag, just telling a friend about the show is also an enormous help. Anyway, quick one from me this time, that's all I wanted to say, I won't take up any more of your time. Thanks as always for listening, enjoy the rest of the show. Sixteen. Nine.
3: Twenty-one.
2: Ooh, nice. Twenty-one. Um. <laughs> Twenty-one. Ooh. Guys, you're not going to like what the RoboDK rolled.
0: (laughs) I don't give a fuck what the RoboDK rolled. We're going to roll it.
2: Great. So, despite that very, very nice roll, Jody, the RoboDK did roll a natural 20. So... The very first thing that happens is this extremely thick robotic boy. By the way, I would say you would know because, of course, it doesn't have enough metal to encapsulate Duncan's extremely thick booty. It's kind of like a wireframe version of the booty. Like, like the booty's not full. The booty's like struts. Um, But other than that, it kind of just looks like a spindly metallic Duncan with a metallic greatsword. And it charges across the room with frightening speed. In kind of like jerky spider like movements, much faster than you've seen Duncan move. And it's now standing next to Jodi and Drasilia, who are holding the gem. It's kind of got like one side to <laughs> Duncan, Valeria's on the other side of it, and it's standing next to Jody and Drasilia.
0: Ha, the got its side to me, it exposed its biggest target. <laughs> the booty.
2: <laughs> the wireframe booty. Uh, sorry, so Khan, so I just quickly need to fill in this thing's stat block, um, which requires play. me to know. <laughs> How many hit points does Sidun Khan have?
0: Um, like seven points.
3: <laughs>
0: wow. Okay. Oh, sorry, so I was leaving my using the, off. I ten.
2: Using the. Okay, great. So using the times 100 multiplier that I gave it. It's <laughs> <ten>. <laughs>
0: Uh, no, okay, God. max hit points is 130.
2: Okay, nice, so 1,300, very good. <laughs> um, and what's Dukan's armor class right now? Right now it's A-10. And fantastic. You should have gotten naked before you went in the room, dude.
1: you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> All your fucking military strategy in the world couldn't prepare
2: you for that. Oh boy Um You
3: Now he's going to do it in every room we go into
2: (laughs) We might have to be naked in the next room everyone It's Duncans third new thing
1: Uh,
2: (laughs) We found it Always get naked (laughs) Before you enter a room (laughs) The first thing that happens Is this uh, robotic Duncan Pulls its greatsword off its back And Hmm Who's holding
0: more of the crystal? Hey, <laughs> we 50, got you
3: there, didn't It is oh. a 50 50 split. <laughs> didn't prepare
0: for
3: that.
0: <laughs> Surely the question comes yeah. down to who has the biggest hands.
3: Ooh, yeah.
2: The good news is that Duncan has lots of attacks. So, unsure of which one of you is more holding the crystal, the Duncan Automaton pulls its greatsword off its back and strikes first at Drazilia. That's 18 against AC.
1: Okay.
3: You shield Can had... I just cast it now?
2: Yeah, sh- shield's a reaction, yeah. After yep.
3: hearing yep. the yes. AC? Mm-hmm. I cast shield! Well, you, know, yep.
1: so yeah. you, got, you got plus five AC now.
2: So what does that put you at total?
3: Nineteen.
2: Oh, boy! Okay, nice. So it brings its metallic greatsword down on Drasilia, and Drazilia like, throws her hand up in front of her face, using her reaction, and this magical barrier appears and catches the sword. You
0: look like um, Tiny yeah. Stark yeah. when they're about you... to use the Infinity Gauntlet.
2: I've never seen a, an Avengers movie in my life. Um, can you just quickly time. pull up the spell shield and, and tell me if it's Not until... It's end of the round,
1: yeah.
2: Is it end of the round? Okay, yeah. nice. Okay, uh, so seeing that this magical barrier hasn't dissipated, uh, the Duncan Automaton just kind of frowns at you and crosses its eyebrows and then lashes out at, oh, Jody Mustana, who needs to take a wisdom save to see if it can attack, right? Yeah, hit me up. This f- peaceful aura. Oh my god! It's a natural twenty. <laughs> okay, well you can now try to attack
1: me. Hey, bet, bet on fu- save, bet on better impact. on the wisdom save.
0: Better on the wisdom save. He's giving you the opposite of plot armor. You've got Railroad death. <laughs> <laughs> Snarky <laughs> comments. Uh, oh my you god. Get
2: you <laughs> oh, oh my god, dude! Fucking, it's a it rolled a natural hit. twenty, and then it rolled a natural one oh. Oh. on its attack roll. <laughs> So Look at that like, platter, no, I can still this... me just right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so the last thing that it does, instead of using its third Dunkan mandated greatsword attack, is frustrated at its inability to hit these two, and um, it takes one hand off its greatsword, so it's now just holding the greatsword in its right hand, and extends its left hand on to mm. the gem. Or in the direction of the gem that the two of you are holding between you, and then its left it's hand begins to glow, thief. begins to glow a um, really bright and crackling electric blue, oh and then Stole a all blast all of was... electrical, <laughs> a blast of electric energy. Uh, shoots out of the hand. And can I get both of you to take a... Let's Surely say... Surely dexterity. Yeah, I'm trying to say, like, well, I guess, like, dex or strength, whichever one... I mean, I know which one it's going to be for you, um, uh, uh, Jody, but whichever one's better for you, Druzzy. Dex or strength to try and hold on to this thing.
3: Well, thank you, but it is still dex. And I critically failed. So. Okay.
1: What? Is it, a, is it a team effort? No, it's not.
3: <laughs> um, Do you reckon you could... Pull me through a critical
1: fail. I mean, it depends on how good my... If
2: he rolls, really fucking good. How does 23 suit you? Yeah, nice. I think, um... I think with that, like, Drazilia loses grip on it completely, and the result of that is that... It doesn't end up, like, flying across the room, but it does, like, slip out of your combined grasp onto the ground surrounding the three of you.
3: Brazilia still blames Jodie for what it's
0: worth. Okay, well, that's extremely... (laughs) Is this the episode that breaks the party? (laughs) It might be, it might be.
3: (laughs) To be
1: fair,
0: that is one pretty good measure of at least one data point in which you're worse. We can start tallying these up. Yeah. If we do all tasks <laughs> from now on, shared.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: and then after after Drasilia takes out the Dunkar monstrosity, Dunkar goes, That still only counts as one.
1: <laughs> nice. And, uh, <laughs> nice. <that you> <laughs>
0: well, Lord of the rings. Because I got um, that trunk. Um, oh
2: <laughs> okay. The next thing that it does before its turn is over is it folds up some of its, like, metallic armature that makes up its body, becomes narrower, yes, that's right, even the booty, and then quickly slides in between Drasilia and Jodi, so it now can't reach down and pick up the gem, but it's now standing on the far side of Drasilia and Jodi from Dunkan. So
1: did it leave our attack range? Our, our uh, threatened area?
2: It didn't move out of your threatened area, it did move out of Duncan's threatened area, however, this little fold-up manoeuvre is a disengage thing that it can do, and it slides on through you and you don't get an attack of opportunity, and it's just standing on the far side of Drasilia and Jody from you, and the gem is on the ground, kind of in between all three of them. The next person to act is Jodi, the Alpha Jodis Mastana. Okay. What do you do, my So most what is it?
1: The, there's a thing here, there's like four levers in the middle, and there's... Oh, okay, great. Um... Yeah, Jody is gonna uh, ice hockey this bitch and gonna get the park <laughs> right where it needs to go.
2: <laughs> okay, and where does it need to go? Uh, in between those two uh, pyramids. Okay, that's cool. So the the pyramids are kind of like coming down from the ceiling and coming up from the floor. They don't like meet in a gem-sized gap. Like there's like a more than gem-sized gap in between them. Um, So what exactly is Jody shooting for here? I'm way into this ice hockey maneuver. I want to know exactly where he's trying to Um, place the boy.
1: Jody looks at Druzzy and then is like I need you to catch this. And then uh, (gasps) is ready in action to do it in motion with her for her turn uh, to sort of like flick it uh, there and hopefully have her like
2: magically oh, catch dude. it. That's fucking hot as hell. <laughs> I love that so much. Um okay, so Jody's just like lining up the shot, just like getting ready yeah. to fucking baseball pitch this thing <laughs> across the ground. The MTV. Yeah, nice. Okay, and you see Valeria now startling into action on the right-hand side of Duncan. She takes uh, a few quick strides away from the three of you standing sort of roughly around this creature and over towards the uh, pyramids in the middle of the room, at which point she uh, pulls her wand out of the holster. I guess she probably would have had it in her hands, not in a holster. She didn't know there was a fight coming. <laughs> a so she blow. just like... <laughs> Yeah, she does, she does like a cool quick draw, <laughs> spins it around in her hand, grabs it and then fucking shoots out in the direction of, um, of, the, of the automaton. And you see a large, ethereal, hand-like apparition appear behind the automaton and then attempt to quickly grasp it around the mid-cage. Mid-cage? Mid-cage? I guess it's a robot. It would be like a mid-cage on a robot, right? You
1: know what I mean? Like, it's all yeah, like a single a, contraption. There are no uh, I also
2: want you guys to know that in trying to look up this spell, I just typed in uh, to Google Bigby's cage. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: you got cage on the mind. What's happening? Okay.
2: Plus eight strength check to the grapple. Okay, so the hand attempts to grapple this boy. Ooh, that's pretty fucking good. That is a nineteen. Uh, and now we got to see if the boy. Oh, Duncan, what's your athletics mod? Oh fuck. Um. Well, does it have my skill training? It has its own proficiency mod, so give me your strength and then I'll add its proficiency. So
0: my strength is just plus four.
2: Okay. Nice. Okay. 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 I'm with you. So 19 is what Bigby's hand rolled to catch this thing. The Dunkan Automaton like flexes its arms to try and stop it. Um, what happens if they tie in a grapple? Does anyone know what happens in the in the event of a grapple that's a tie? <laughs> It actually does say in the book here if the contest results in a tie, the situation remains the same as it was before the contest. So it's a status quo type situation. Right. So you see a very epic struggle between this automaton and the hand as it tries to flex free. And what I'm going to say that amounts to is that the hand now is like distracted, just because I think like a tie has to give it something. Like it doesn't fully grapple it, but it's distracted by this, and that the the automaton now cannot take a reaction on uh, its turn for the rest of the round. uh Now it's Trisilia's turn. You've still got this shield up in front of you. I guess it's till End of the round, and uh, you got this like robot that's kind of grappling with this ethereal hand. You can see Jody's getting ready to fucking hockey puck the thing. Uh, what are you gonna do?
3: I'll probably cast my cantrip mage hand, which will dissolve my shield. Uh huh.
2: Oh shit. Okay.
3: Yeah, I will cast mage hand and place it between the pyramids. Is that what we decided? It's yeah. Sort of the apex like of both. It, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, nice. Okay, so Trissilia casts Mage Hand in this like spooky ethereal hand, a lot smaller than the giant hand that Valeria just conjured, is now floating all right, in it's between not all about size pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sometimes it's what you can do with it. Um, and in this case, we're hoping what we can do with it is catch a hockey puck gemstone.
3: That's what I do with mine, <laughs> boys?
2: <I> don't know. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> there's nothing. God. All right, Chris. Okay, oh, yeah. um, so, the hand goes there, and then I guess that, that triggers Jody's ready to action, mm-hmm, I suppose, mm-hmm. which means... You want, like, a hmm. roll from me? This is so cool. Yeah, definitely I want to roll from you. Take a, just, like, without your, like, staffs plus one, just, like, dexterity plus... I'm gonna say Jody is... If you can give me a quick, like, just two sentence on why Jody's proficient in hockey parts, <laughs> then I'll allow the proficiency bonus on there as well. Um, just for flavour. Like, where did, where did Jody learn his stick skills
1: yeah, yeah. I, well, I reckon like uh, a lot of his acrobatic ability comes from his days as a sailor and that sort of thing. And so, and so, I feel like <laughs> I feel like you know you got balance, like climbing on the ropes and that sort of thing. Obviously, a lot of sh- a lot of chores, a bit of Mr. Miyagi style, using a broom and that uh-huh. sort of thing. And that's where he developed his uh, quarter staff abilities and that sort of thing. And then I think there's a bit of uh, okay. Rothhausen and Hann- Hannesport. You know, you play a bit of you play a bit uh, of street hockey.
2: He- Played a bit of tonsil bit hockey. Of yeah, a, ball, a little bit you know? of tonsil hockey as
1: well. Why not?
2: <laughs> yeah, just no, just him and he... the boys from the ship just having yeah, a great I old time. I've tonsil
3: hockey in a while. It's a good
2: pull. Yeah, isn't it such a fun, like old school way yeah. to describe making out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very um, misleading though. <laughs> what?
3: <laughs> That's not how you
2: do it. <laughs> you know, you know how you're trying to get your tongue in between their tonsils. Yeah, the goals. And you know how go- regular hockey is called goal hockey.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> well, so I mean, it is called ice hockey or field hockey, depending on where you are. So. Or so does hockey. that
2: mean that the tonsils are the field in tonsil hockey? Yes. So you're just licking the tonsils instead of trying to get your tongue in between them. Well,
1: no, you're, trying to get, you're trying to get them downfield and get to, the, get to the, like score a goal, which is the esophagus. You're trying to put your tongue in their <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> It's like when someone says, when someone uh. says you, took, you took my breath away, it's because you got your tongue down their lung. Can what? you think one
3: and of they do those, that thing. Um, like, crappy Valentine's Day
2: memes?
0: I want to put yes. my tongue in your lungs. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and, like, what they do to take your breath away is they do the thing where they make, like, a, a, a straw out of their tongue, and then they, like, suck the air out of the lungs. Um, <laughs> you know, like that fun maneuver that everyone does? Yeah, that's fun um, maneuver. maneuver! That's actually
0: what Hannibal Lecter was <laughs> trying God, to yeah, say yeah. to Clarice.
2: Okay, let's do this. Jody, dexterity plus proficiency because of his days playing tonsil hockey in the streets of Hanalport.
1: Grand Grand Grand. Uh to be nineteen. <laughs>
2: nineteen all up? Yep. Yeah, I think with 19 you definitely hit the hand fucking dead centre and Brazilia can manipulate the hand in such a way that it closes over the gem. The hand is now holding the gem in between the various pillars. Uh, the next person to act is Duncan. Duncan, you got this robo-automaton. It's standing sort of like just beyond Jody and Druzzy. You can see that thing that
0: just happened. What do you do? Um, I'm going to run over and pull a lever down. Yeah? Yeah.
3: I forgot about the lever. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah do it kind of charges out into the centre of the room and ratchets one of the levers over to the side it, it, it's a bit stiff like it's got a bit of resistance like he's got to really put his shoulder into it a little bit like fucking changing tracks on a train track in like a you know like a trolley problem type meme well actually that, that, um, that's fair though like
1: given that like it was like a held action and that sort of thing like do does we it, have movement
2: does like- it stay put you, yeah, it does stay put. You have got movement, um, uh, 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 uh what, what's your name, Jody? And Brasilia, you have movement as well.
1: <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, I guess I'd probably do the same thing, because he can't take reactions, so...
3: It's like Ben's the dad who forgets his kids' names, and he calls us by, like, the <laughs> dog's name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. yeah,
0: yeah, You're up next, Indiana.
2: Yeah, I'll allow, I'll allow Jody to get over and pull a thing, because Interrect what i am saying is the reason Jody can do it...
0: I'm, hmm, another action you get. Yeah, yes, okay, I think we'll call this then an interactive object. So I think you get one free with your move, I believe. And that can be like opening a door, pulling a lever, drawing a weapon.
2: Mm. Yeah, I think it's actually just kind of a thing you can do on a turn. And uh, you see <laughs> another one of the four levers surrounding and the they, pillars uh, rocket over. And the juice. levers
0: are staying put. They're staying put well, right now. Then I'll go do another one as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, so we'll see Duncan can get over and pull another lever as well. Bringing us back around to the top of the order, where the Robo Duncan shrugs off this Bigby's hand, seeing that things are, uh, seeing that Jody's moved away from him, and Duncan's moved away from him, and, and Drazilia is holding the gem in a mage hand hovering between the pillars. Sees its opportunity here to remove that mage hand with a series of strikes against one now shieldless oh, Drazilia.
1: I Angel, mean, um, have a new
2: reaction though. Um, so yeah, you can definitely still our shield. So it lunges out at you with its metallic greatsword. The first one is a fifteen against AC. I
3: can't shield against it. Yeah, you can. Oh yes. Okay, so you okay, can yes. shield. <laughs> I
2: thought
3: it was what? I thought you said twenty because I was reading roll twenty. <laughs> 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 it's a DD website.
0: Oh god!
3: Goodness me! Yeah, I nice. can't shield. You- <laughs>
2: You cast shield, yeah, you block the, the first strike of this blade. Over. It then swings down at you again Alright, this one is an 18 plus the modifiers, so I think you're cooked <laughs> on this one uh, This sword manages to pierce through your magical barricade and you are, 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 are knocked backwards with uh, 15 points of slashing damage uh, as the sword uh, carves into Valeria Drasilia's skin
3: right,
2: right, right. <laughs> How's she doing on hit points? She's
3: still okay. She's on 30.
2: It, instead of using its third greatsword attack, holds up its electrocharged hand once again, points it in the direction of Drazilia <laughs> and blasts with some magical energy. <laughs> That's a 22 against AC? Yeah, that,
3: that hits.
2: That hits Drazilia for 17 points of lightning damage and knocks her back Oh my god, from I thought you are going to add uh, on another
3: damage type.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, seventeen points of lightning damage. So what does that put zilia at? One, one stiff breeze away from being in the dirt. That
3: very unlucky thirteen.
2: <laughs> 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 okay, that is uh, Robo DK's attacks out of the way. He then charges across the room and uh, is now standing uh, over the last lever, just like looking menacingly around to try and uh, prevent someone from getting over to it. And then we're back around to my boy Jody. What does Jody do?
1: Ah, oh, he goes to the last level.
2: Yeah, yeah, nice. Fuckin like yeah. just like acrobatically, um, he's just trying
1: to like dive over and bring it down.
2: Yeah, dude, absolutely. So like he's kind of like standing there, sort of blocking a direct path to yeah. it. So if, if your plan is to try and like dive past him, I definitely want an acrobatics check for you, and I want you to describe because like you could dive in between well, the space what in I'm, between what the I'm pyramids. Thinking is and, is like, that
1: Jody probably just runs up the pyramids and then tries to drop down vertically? Because he he can just move up things, Fuck right? Yeah. So he can just like run up there and then just try and like drop down and bring down the lever as he as he does,
3: and then walk away without looking back.
1: Yeah, and explodes. <laughs>
2: Everyone's like, "Oh my god!" And
1: they're like, "Wow, maybe he is the most valuable thing <laughs> we've ever seen."
2: Jody runs up the side of the pyramid. He sees a emotion or what passes for an emotion in a cold automaton uh, of shock and horror across this robot's face as it turns around and realises that Jody is coming not from the side or the front of the switch but straight from the back baby uh, Jody rolls over to the switch fucking pulls the switch over to one side and then it's kinda like a bomb goes off in the room because the two pyramids the one hanging down from the ceiling and the one coming up from the floor glow white hot with blinding light and both blast light out of their tips. <laughs> oh, perfect sticky, episode. Sticky, <laughs> sticky white hot light comes blasting. <laughs> blasting blasting oh out of their God. tips, meeting in the middle at Drasilia's mage hand, holding the piece. Drasilia's mage hand is evaporated instantly by the blast. And then the light Emanating from the pillars grows so intense, you're all pushed back and blinded. And then, when the light dissipates, you see that the large central gem has been broken into 12 smaller pieces scattered to the far corners of the room. And the Dunkan automaton grows stricken and still, and then crumbles back into its constituent components. And Valeria kind of stumbles to her feet from the side of the room where she was standing. And she says, well, that was um a little bit more difficult than last time, I think.
0: Yeah, no, I guess it uh, just goes to show that even alone, I'm pretty hard to deal with. But I'm still better with the old bum
3: No.
2: Oh,
0: it's very nice, Duncan. He said "Y'all," um, I think, for the first time in Canada. Yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> Part of his ranger thing. It's just like like a Texan ranger sort yeah. of ranger.
2: <laughs> We see two figures trudging through a large subterranean space. The one in front is stooped, with their black hood drawn close around their face. There's a sense of real urgency in their motion. Which isn't mirrored in the woman behind them... ...the woman that we recognise as Esme. The figure in front of Esme approaches the base of a staircase... ...grips the handrail... ...and pauses for a moment... ...as if savouring the experience. At that very minute, Esme stiffens. She reaches into her robe and withdraws a small glass and stone tablet. She studies a message on it closely for a moment and then quickly reaches back into her robe to collect a sending stone. She clutches it tightly and sends a message. Hello? Yes, it's me. Get me the werewolf. Now. As she begins to smile, we see the message on the tablet. It reads, Garrick is headed to Hastings.
1: How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons is a production of the Curio Network and hosted by Thomas Owen, Grace Chappell, Ben McAllister and Jackson Newsett. Editing by Ben McAllister. You can find details of all the music in the show notes. We've got other content on Curio, such as Odds and Ends, where Grace talks with people about the mementos they've kept and the stories behind them, or still interested, where we look at film and TV that has been rebooted or remade and try to figure out why they thought it was a good idea. Check it all out at curionetwork.com.